Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of the PWIFA Play Where Your Feet Are podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Dobbs, and in a nutshell, this podcast is all about learning to live a life full of living by playing where your feet are, doing your best and being your best no matter what, no matter where. In today's episode, I had the joy of sitting down with Nathan Diaz. Nathan is an FIU and UCF graduate who now works as the Olympic Sports Nutrition Coordinator for the University of Miami Hurricanes. Go Canes, am I right? Nate is a licensed registered dietitian that meets with student athletes across all Olympic sports to provide individualized nutrition strategies to optimize performance, assist with injury prevention and rehab, address any medical nutrition conditions, and determine overall nutrition requirements to match training demands. Nate is also a Christian, and the way he operates, executes, and serves is admirable. So today, Nate shares a lot about his journey to the University of Miami and how he places serving others as the ultimate priority. You're going to hear Nate drop so many gold nuggets in this episode regarding faith, purpose, and play where your feet are. Before we begin, a couple things. First, let me remind you to please follow and subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to leave a personal review on Apple Podcast. Let us know how we're doing and what you're loving to hear. Second, follow us on Instagram at PlayWhereYourFeedAre and my Instagram at Cam.Dobbs. And lastly, check out our shop online. The information is all linked below so you can not only live the mission, but rep the merch too. We have so many cool and cute things you don't want to miss out. Plus, my book is officially out. Find my book, PWIFA, Play Where Your Feet Are, available online to purchase on Amazon and on our website today. Y'all, happy reading. It's going to change your life. It is so incredible, and you need to get a copy in your hands. Okay, guys, enough intro. Let's get into it and bring on Nate. This is the PWIFA Play Where Your Feet Are podcast, and I'm your host, Cameron Dobbs. Nathan Diaz, what's up? Welcome to the PWIFA Play Where Your Feet Are podcast. What's happening? What's happening? Super excited to be on. Thanks for having me. Oh my goodness. We are so pumped to have you on today. I'm just excited to be talking further with you because it's the funniest way of how we even got connected in the first place. We both work at the University of Miami and my role as the manager of sponsorship content and being the on-air host in that role is that I was actually assigned to do an interview with you. And so we were doing this fun little interview talking about how to eat healthy during the holidays. And it was this total just work thing that we were doing, talking about eating healthy in the holidays, filming it in the IPF at the University of Miami. We did our job. It was a great conversation. And then we went our separate ways. And it's so funny because later that evening, I had dinner with Brittany and Anthony Gonzalez. So our Play Where Your Feet Are listeners actually know that name because Brittany was on season one of the podcast. And I listened to that episode. It was a great episode, by the way. Amazing, amazing. Brittany's the best. So it's easy to have anything good or anything with excellence come from her. But we we were talking at our dinner that night and they were just asking me how my day was going, whatever. I was giving them my work updates and said, oh yeah, I I had um, this interview, you know, casual thing with this guy who works at Miami. He's like in nutrition and his name is Nathan Diaz. And Anthony's like, no way. I know Nathan. Like he, he helps with baseball and I'm the baseball chaplain. And when he goes to Voo church and this and that and the other, and I'm like, oh my goodness, I need to talk with Nathan again because he's so much more yeah, yeah. than the nutrition coordinator. Yep, <laughs> and absolutely. So 
for our listeners, that's kind of what brought us both to this podcast episode today is that yes, Nathan is incredible at his job. He's an awesome nutrition coordinator at the University of Miami for our Olympic sports, but he really is much more than that. And I'm honored to have him on the podcast today to dive more into that. So Nathan, before we get into all the nitty gritty of all that good stuff, just give us a little life update. We are in the fall season right now. Fall sports are going. You got some big Olympic sports going right now. What's up? What's going on? Yeah. So, um, you know, going, going back to, uh, to with Brittany and Anthony, like those are two people that when I met on campus, it was like instant connection. Like I, I just knew that they were amazing people and, and I got to talk with them. So, you know, it, it's funny how, you know, people kind of cross paths in different ways and who we're connected to and all that stuff. So um, just wanted to throw that in there that Brittany and Anthony are, are amazing individuals. And, and I'm super glad that you know them as well. And we were able to connect that way. So yeah, what, what started as a, uh, just a work thing eventually turned out to be something uh, a little bit more deeper. So I'm definitely excited to, to be on and, and share that, but really what's going on in life right now. So uh, fall season is happening. So I believe the fall semester is shorter than the spring by like a month, maybe. Uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's dense. It's dense. we got a lot of new athletes coming in, uh, new freshmen. We have our transfer athletes coming in. So, you know, we're, we're full force here at the U. Volleyball has started, right? So we got, we got some awesome fall sports going on right now. So really right, you know, uh, this whole first year, for those that don't know, I, I started at UM um, in December of, tw- uh, of last year. So spring was my first spring at the U and this fall is my first fall at the U. So uh, definitely learning and growing as a professional, as a person and uh, really just loving what I do. We were able to bring on some more staff on the nutrition side. So that's been a huge help. Um, so that, that, that's been pretty much what's been going on. Just really trying to, trying to manage this, this fall semester, uh, while also having an amazing time, because ultimately I always tell, like I tell my wife and I tell my friends, like I go to a playground every day. Like I get to, I get to, interact with with some of the best athletes in the nation and I get to watch them play and I just I I feel like I'm just always at a playground when I'm at work so um, just as long as that is the is how I feel at work then then it's a good day always a good day at the U yeah absolutely (laughs) absolutely the best place on earth University of Miami I Mm -hmm. love it Well, you have just started, like you said, at the University of Miami not too long ago. I guess you're almost coming up on a year once this semester will end, Mm -hmm. but you have a journey that got you here in the first place. And so let's back it up all the way back to what even made you go into nutrition in the first place? What brought you to this career? A lot of dietitians, well, I I guess there's, there's two sides. So there's the dietitians that knew that this was what they wanted to do. They, they, they got out of high school and they're like, I want to be a dietitian, especially nowadays where the profession's kind of coming to light a little bit more. Um, and then there's the other half that uh, kind of just found nutrition through doing something else. And, and I think that's where I kind of land where um, out of college, I, I wanted to be a physician, right? Like that's, that's what I wanted to do. I was a pre-med major. I was taking the bios and the chemistries and the organic chemistries. And um, after college, after I graduate, uh, after I graduated, I had to get clinical hours, right? Like you have to be competitive. You have to be a competitive applicant. You got to take the MCAT. So I started with getting the hours. So I was actually an EMT for two years to get clinical experience. And that's where 
the seed got kind of planted with nutrition. At the time, I was going through like my own health and fitness journey. Um, so I was researching it. But then I realized that there's a calling on the medical side where I'm seeing patients at their worst sometimes, right? Like I, I'm seeing patients that maybe someone is actively having a heart attack, or maybe they had a, di a diabetes crisis, or whatever the case may be, right? Where they would always mention to me that if they had just taken care of themselves earlier in life, that they wouldn't be in the predicament where that they're in right now, right? And so that kind of struck a chord with me of like, what side of the line do I want to be on? Do I want to be on the, do I want to be on the side where I have to kind of just like throw medication at individuals and, 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 and mass symptoms, obviously, you know, credit to, to physicians, they get down to the, to the, to the root cause. Um, but I knew I wanted to be somewhere on the preventative side. I knew I wanted to impact people's health before it got to a point where they needed to be in an ambulance on a stretcher, 911 headed to the hospital. So that's where I found that nutrition was that avenue for me. And honestly, at the time, I didn't know that you can make a profession out of it. Like, I didn't know, like, it was a job. I was like, oh, wait, I can get paid for, like, helping people with their nutrition? Sure. So that's where, like, it, it really grew. And again, I was doing my own kind of journey as well. And I was on the wrong side of nutrition. And what I mean by that is I was on, I was getting coached by bodybuilders. And they told you, like, hey, you have to, like, eat boiled chicken, white rice, and veggies if you want to be healthy and lean, right? Like that was like the old school mentality of what you had to do to be healthy, to be fit, to complement your workouts. And I did it for four months and I was the most miserable I had ever been, right? I'm a foodie, right? I'll just say that, right? Like I'm, I'm a foodie first, dietitian second. And so when you tell me that I can't go to some of my favorite restaurants or I can't have some of the traditional Latin cuisine that I'm used to, we got a problem, right? And so after four months, I realized that that wasn't the solution. And so that's what also prompted me to dive deeper into learning about nutrition, learning how food uh, impacts the body from a physiological level. So it's like those two aspects of my life kind of hit at the same time. And that's when I really was like, all right, nutrition is where I want to go. So I ended up going to FIU. I ended up getting my master's in nutrition after being an EMT for two years. And then, yeah, after that, I got shipped up to Boston, where that was kind of like the second leg of my, of my journey. You know, I, I didn't, when I lived, when I went to Boston, my wife was going to dental school up there. So, you know, I was kind of having to support the, the, the family. I wanted to be a sports dietitian because I had done my internship at the University of Florida. So I knew that I wanted to be a sports dietitian. I knew I wanted to be a performance nutrition. I knew I wanted to work with active individuals, athletes, whatever that looked like. But God had other plans for me. There was a journey of five, there was a, a span of five years where I did everything but performance nutrition. I did everything but work with athletes. I wasn't in the college setting. I wasn't in the professional setting. I was in your inner city uh, mental health clinics. I was in your long-term care facilities. I was uh, running kitchens, right? So I did a lot of different things as a dietitian, which ultimately I feel like prepared me for where I'm at right now. So yeah, so it, it was really like got, a, got, got bit by the nutrition bug, started hitting it hard, got jobs that wasn't related to nutrition at all, or that wasn't related to sports nutrition at all. And uh, I found my way back into sports. <laughs> you made it. You finally made it back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we are happy to have you now I that did. you made it back. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. 
No, I love it. So now, now you're at Miami, of course, doing your thing and killing it. And you talked a little bit about, you know, why specifically you chose working with college athletics and getting to that route there. So what's your favorite part working with college athletics? Wow. Well, the fact that I'm up to date on all the trends and like all the lingo, like that's pretty cool. Uh, I learned something definitely new of, of, of like pop culture every single day. But uh, I would say the my favorite part about working with college uh, athletics is uh, the impact I get to make. The reason why is because I feel like a college athlete is still in that period of life where their surroundings, what's being told to them, what information they're hearing, right? What's going inside is really impacting their outlook on themselves, on their surroundings, on their life. And so, you know, going back to the question of like, why nutrition, it was to impact people through food. But ultimately what I learned is that that's just like, that's what my calling is in, in this setting is that I feel like I was called to impact people, impact their lives, but use nutrition as a tool to do so. So a lot of my, con you know, a lot of my consults with, with college athletes, sometimes we don't even talk about nutrition, right? Sometimes we're just talking about things like life and what's going on. And, and, and sometimes I'm just a listener, right? Sometimes I'll sit there and just listen to these athletes. So I found that this population is one that can really benefit from positive people in their lives, uplifting them, right? Letting them know that, it's okay to feel the pressures of being an athlete and being a student. And at the core, that's why I love, I love working at college athletics. Also, I mean, the obvious of like getting to see amazing games and, and being part of a community at the U that I think is, is, is kind of like a family. Um, but why I love the college athlete is, is because of that is because the impact that I can, I can make or that I'm, I, I try to make on a daily basis. I love it. And being able to make that impact into others, you first have to be poured into, you know, before you can pour out to others, you have to be poured into as well. Sure. And we've already, we've already touched briefly how you're connected, of course, with Anthony and Brittany and how you serve and you go to VU Church as well. So I just want to ask, you know, when I found that out, anytime I hear someone in the sports industry is a Christian, is involved in church, it just piques my interest immediately. It gets me so excited because I think it's the coolest thing ever seeing sports and ministry combined together. And so I just want to ask about that, that work-life balance, that prior, prioritization, goodness, English here, <laughs> <laughs> why you put that priority on being able to serve in church, not just go to church, being, being able to serve in church. Sure. I'm a, I'm a believer that I'm, I'm not in this position because of me. I'm not in this position because of the connections I made. I'm not in this position for any other reason besides that this is where God has planted me. And this is where he wants me to be. Um, like, I, like I was telling you before, you know, I, my journey to this point were things that were these like non-traditional things that I never saw myself doing. I never saw myself leading a kitchen in the inner cities of, of Boston that had very little funding, right? And so I never saw myself at a long-term, having to travel an hour and a half in the snow, on a train, on buses um, for an eight-hour position, um, and then doing that trek back, leaving that job, going and serving at a restaurant, right? Like all these things, when I, when I became a dietitian, I was always questioning like, like, why am I doing like, why am I here? What is my per What is the purpose of this moment right now? And so all of that to say that, like, 
God has worked his way to, to make me go through those, but he's planted me in this, in this environment, in this situation. He's allowed me to be able to impact these athletes. So with that in mind, I owe everything to him. I owe everything to God. So when we talk about like work-life balance and we talk about like integrating my faith, um, serving him is my priority, right? That's my number one priority in life. And so when I get to do that through my work, it's like a double whammy. So, you know, I feel like a lot of times, you know, we, we minister and, and, and we serve at church and, and things like that. And that's super, super important. But having the ability to, to minister outside of, of those walls at VU um, is super powerful. So I, I, I prioritize it because it has because he has done so much for me that this is what I feel at the, the, the least that I can do is, is to give back and, and, and be a part of, of VU and, and, you know, uh, serve at VU. And, and, you know, I try to make that a priority as well. But yeah, ultimately, like you were saying, you know, we, we have to get poured into um, before we can pour into others and doing things like serving, um, you know, attending services like that is what for me, that's what I get poured into. That, that's how I get poured into. Um, so that way, when I get to work on Monday, uh, I'm, I'm ready to, to pour into other people's cups. So um, really, it's just a priority that, I, that I've made in my life. It hasn't been something, you know, I've always walked in faith my entire life. I played drums for a praise and worship team for three years in high school. So like, I've been in the church for a while, but it wasn't until I really found my VU family that, that I started like really prioritizing it, right? And really obeying the word of God and like being present, which we'll talk about at the end, but really being present with like where I'm at right? And, and serving where I'm at. What was that click for you to push you to really start following God like that? I would say at VU, we do these 21 days of prayer and fasting. One of the, one of the, actually most recently, I felt like before this past one that we just went through, I was prioritizing it because I thought that was like the thing to do, right? I was just like, I gotta, I gotta prioritize this um, because it's just the right thing to do as a Christian, right? But this past fa uh, prayer and fasting that we did at VU, my objective was to get closer to God, but in the sense of like hearing him and obeying him, right? Not just doing it because that was the thing that like Christians around me were doing, but like truly hearing him and obeying him. And so through that, that process, I was able to, to get closer, right? And, 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 and to hear God. And we always think like hearing God, like, no, not in here, but in here. Right. So like it, like with our hearts, we were able to hear him. And so that's where it really clicked for me is that like, ah, like now I'm, now my eyes are open, my heart's open to receive this word and, and, and to receive whatever duty that I'm called to do. But ultimately when I do have that is, is the obeying part, right. Is, is actually obeying and getting out there and being a minister and being a disciple. And so that's, that for me was where it really like took its turn from being a task to an obligation, like something that I'm committing to and I'm, and I'm making a, a vow to do. Right. So I think, uh, yeah, it was, it was this, this year is when that kind of turn happened and, and I'm glad it, I'm glad it did. And yeah, now we're here. Now we're in a much better place. <laughs> and now we're here. I love now it. Now we're here. That's so good. And it makes me think too of, you know, already thinking about play where your feet are. I know we're going to really touch on that at the end of this episode, but 
think about playing warrior theater with your faith too and with your church because you can easily just walk into the church building as if you are checking that box it's a routine thing like you said it's what you're supposed to do right so i'm going to go in i'm going to go to church i'm going to worship i'm going to lift my hands I'm going to say amen when the pastor says something good. I'm going to take some notes and then I'm right. going to take a family photo and then I'm going to leave. And that's my Sunday. Right. And we can do it as such a routine, like I said, but almost just robotic. I remember recently, I don't know if you were actually in the same meeting or not, but we had a lunch and learn recently at Miami mm-hmm. and they had Dan Radakovich, who is our athletic director at Miami. And he was speaking on really just, they were doing a panel with him about anything and everything, but he started talking about one aspect of the work-life balance and mentioning how you can't spell routine without rut. And so often we can get into this routine of feeling like we're doing good, we're grinding, we're killing the game, but it can actually be a rut if we're not careful about it. And I think whether it's your faith, whether it's your work, it's so easy to go on autopilot. And to not play where your feet are, to lose that intentionality, to not be present in the moment, to not take advantage of whatever day might be ahead of you. So looking into the work that you do, you already mentioned this a little bit, how some days you're more of a listener. Some days you you might be more of a therapist than a dietitian to these athletes. And so looking at the day-to-day life that you live in, just dealing with athletes, talking to young adults on a daily basis, how are you incorporating your faith into your work? Because I assume, you know, you, you can't necessarily just bring out a Bible on the table and say, Hey, the Bible says, gather around, (laughs) gather around. (laughs) You you cannot live on bread alone. Like Jesus Christ, you know, like (laughs) just start pulling out all the Bible verses that have like food things in them, like living water. Like, yes, you can hydrate, but like, have you heard about Jesus Christ? Like you could, you know, I, I I'll turn water into electrolyte (laughs) propel. That's what I can do. Yeah, I get that. So, so, you know, you do your own thing down there in that office. So you might be doing all this, but in the off chance that you aren't able to pull out your Bible and slap these young adults in the face (laughs) with it, then how are you incorporating faith into your work? That's a great question. And, And very rarely does and this is something that we were talking before before we started. This is something that I I want to change, but very, very rarely does like my faith get talked about in a console. Um, I've always felt and and this is, you know, obviously again, I want to change this for the better. I, I want athletes to to know where I'm coming, like like what's the root of of who I am, right? And and why I do the things I do. So that I'm gonna that I'm, I'm, I'm I pray about to 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 just have God give me the courage to to do that on a daily basis. But I present my faith in just the way that I treat these athletes, the way that I walk around, the 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 just how I am. I try to be a servant at all times. That's really uh, the root of like our culture at you at at the nutrition side of UM is uh, having a servant's heart, right? Walking into work being positive, walking into work with a smile on your face, asking people how they're doing, saying good morning, right? Not bringing any negative energy into our space. You know, one of the things that my athletes tell me all the time, which I I love uh, when when they say it because it that means that the positivity is radiating, but they always say like, Nate, you're, you're just always smiling. You're always like, like happy, positive and smiling. How, how do you do that? 
And I respond to them because I love serving y'all. Like I love being here. I love being a resource to you all, right? And so I think that's more so how I bring in my, my faith is that you know, we, we, we know uh, Jesus was a servant first, right? He served his people. That's kind of a mentality that I try to bring into my work is that I'm not here to collect a paycheck. I mean, we are, right? Like we, we bit, need that bit. a little bit, <laughs> a little bit, but that's like, I'm not counting the dollars when my paycheck hits. I'm not counting like, oh, when do I get my next day off? When do I get my next vacation? Because serving, and this also can be tied into like why I serve at VU, but like serving people and being able to impact people, which I think is a, is, is a form of service that ignites my fire. So that's more so how I'm able to uh, showcase my faith is, is how I act, you know, how I, how I uplift these, these young, these young kids um, to really like try to maximize their full potential. Right. I feel like my Jesus would have been a great nutrition coordinator at um right like you know he just would have served with that open heart and i try to get my my staff on board with that with that philosophy because um the quickest way to burn out is to do something for the wrong reasons right you know yeah the hours and and all that can can be uh can cause burnout but if you're spending hours doing something that truly in your heart you love to do and you're serving somebody and you're putting a smile on their face you're helping with their recovery. You're you're helping their ability to be the best athlete that they can be. Man, that's like that's something worth just coming to work and smiling all day about. And 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 I will say that out of all the different jobs that I've had, out of all the different uh, little professions that I've done, um, the sense of fulfillment that I get uh, at UM, I can't. There's no other job that compares to 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 that. So I think truly having that servant's heart really just carrying out God's work for me is, is how I show my faith on a daily basis. I love that you brought up burnout too, because that's something that in any industry, but also working in the sports world can be so prevalent because whether you are an athlete that's in it, whether you are on your side of athletics, doing it on my side, like any side in athletics, because we're working these crazy hours, sure. crazy days, you know, we work on holidays, <laughs> we work on weekends, we're working all the time. And mm-hmm. so it's easy to feel burned out. It's easy to get burned out and it's easy to just lose track of your why. You mentioned it a little bit. You have to remind yourself why you're doing this, why you love this, why you're putting yourself in this place when those times get hard. And so how do you proactively continue to just remind yourself, okay, this is the reason I'm here. I'm here to impact these people. Yes, I get the paycheck, but that's not the whole purpose of this. You know, How often do you have to, set that mindset to make sure you're not getting burned out. It's actually, it's funny because I'm not the one that does that mindset shift for me. My athletes do that for me, which is why I love UM athletes is because they, they, they see, right? Like they see the amount that me and my team pour into them. They see the above and beyond that we go not to get a pat on our back. I, listen, if, if nobody told me good job my entire c- career at UM, I'd be fine because my, my athletes are, are communicating that with me. My athletes say, you know, we appreciate what you do. We see what you do, right? You don't have to be here on a Saturday morning to make us smoothies, right? Like, but I do that because A, I want the best for these athletes. 
and B, I just love to serve people. So very rarely do I have to like go back to my why because my athletes, the athletes are my why, right? Serving people, serving these athletes are my why. And they remind me every single day when they say, you know, thanks for the recovery shake or thanks for helping me navigate breakfast, right? Like all these little bits of, of gratitude that these athletes show me is that reinforcement for me to be like, I'm in the right place. Like, this is where I need to be. Or, you know, man, I'm getting beaten down physically, right? I'm, I'm just, I'm tired. But that one athlete that says, hey, man, we, I, I appreciate you, right? Like that's charge up, <laughs> charge right back up, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, I would say, I would say that, but also, you know, uh, going back to like getting, you know, getting poured into, you know, making, you know, church such a routine and, and not only on Sundays, but I'm part of small groups. I connect with some of the chaplains on a weekly basis, even if, if it's for a quick five, 10 minute talk, you know, I, I, I try to not just fill my cup up once a week. I really try to um, dive in the word of God and, 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 or watch a sermon, right. Or just do something on a daily basis to like get that Sunday feeling every single day. So that way I can show up each day with a different perspective, right. And, and a different attitude towards things or a different sense of gratitude towards things. So I would say those two, those two are what kind of, I think, help me. Um, I don't want to say never get burned out, but like, dodge it as best as I can. <laughs> so good. So good. And bringing up to how just it's that consistent filling up of your mind, body, soul too. You know, it's not just that one time on Sunday. Cause I'm even thinking, you know, I'm, I'm in my brain right now of, okay, I'm talking to a dietitian. So everything has to be like related to dietitian and nutrition and stuff. And so I'm thinking, even if you just relate it to hydration, it's like, you can go through this grueling workout or week of workouts or weekend of play. And for volleyball, you know, we have two matches every weekend. And so mm -hmm. you're playing two matches each weekend. You're practicing four times in those three days. You have game day practices. You have before the game practices, there's so yeah. much going on. You're sweating a lot and you could go through this weekend and go through it all grind, sweat, all that good stuff. And then just after everything's done, chug your water and chug and chug and chug and chug and chug and try to refill your body. Sure. Or you can consistently hydrate throughout the week, every day, all day, every day. I literally have a water bottle right here that hey. has like the time of days. <laughs> yep, it has yep. the time of day. So it keeps me on track yep. of when I need to be drinking water, how much water I need to be drinking. Yeah. So I'm not just chugging when I desperately need it, mm -hmm. but I'm consistently being filled back up. And I think our faith is the same way. Sure, you can go through your grueling week of work and assignments and school and sport and whatever it might be, all that you face in a week and then crawl into church on Sunday, desperate for a word, mm -hmm. get filled up as much as you can. And then you're back to the grind on Monday. Right. Or- like you had said, you find times throughout the week to consistently just being topped off. Like when a waiter comes by and tops off your water, it's just like that. They're keeping you full. You're not getting drained before you get more water in you. Mm. You're keeping the cup full the whole time so that you can consistently keep pouring out when you need to. And so it's finding those small groups. I see the crew shirt. So it's finding those crews. It's finding the small groups. It's finding those moments, those short phone calls with mentors, with pastors, with people in your life 
that can just pour into you. Right. And I, I feel the same way. I feel a drastic difference. If I go through my day, if I don't do my Bible study, like I always do before my bed and I don't write down my prayer and I don't have that quiet time with God, I feel drained. I feel mm -hmm. more stressed. I feel much more burdened than if I am able to give that communication to God. And so I love, love, love that you just brought that up too, that it's not a one-time, one once a week thing. Mm -hmm. It can be, but I promise you, you're not going to get the most that God wants to give you if it's just going to be a Sunday thing. 100%, Hard truth. <laughs> 100%. No, honestly, I mean, I may have to bring you to our next team talk on hydration. <laughs> so we could, we could, we could run that one back. But yeah, no, I mean, that's that you're, you're spot on. I mean, that analogy couldn't have been more like nutrition, faith, <laughs> right there, right? So uh, I'm, I, that's, that, that's awesome. And, and honestly, like, I think for people, uh, it doesn't have to be, you know, everybody's style is different. Like I'm a, mm -hmm. I'm a very visual guy. So like, like I have Judah Smith, a sermon that he's, that he's done. Like I, yesterday I was watching some Mike Todd stuff and, um, you know, both very animated pastors. Right. And so like, that's my style, right. Bringing a little humor, bringing like the word. So like, God is awesome. He's created so many avenues for people to get closer to him. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, if, if you're a reader, like then Bible study and, and diving into the Bible and reading is, 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 if that's your forte, I personally, I'm, I'm an audio guy. So like I do my Bible study on the, you know, on, on audio. So you can always find some avenue of getting poured into. And like you said, even if it's connecting with uh, your pastor or one of our chaplains at UM, like just those small talks, those small conversations can mean the the complete a complete different trajectory in your day i mean it's 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 amazing anytime i talk with anthony it's like man that like two minutes was amazing right like it was such like a ah, like breath of fresh air so um you know yeah like i think my point is just find find what it is that 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 creates that spark to 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 keep filling your cup up because there's definitely something out there for everybody for sure and that's the coolest thing too about, you know, spiritual gifts. If you look at it in that way too, because not only is it, you can connect with God in your own unique way, but you can also connect with others in your own unique way. You know, there, there's a reason why it talks about in the Bible, how we are all part of the body. And if you think of a body, there are two eyes, there's a nose, there's two ears, there's an arm, there's a leg. If we were all eyes, wh what would we be able to do? You know, right. like, sure, we can see everything, but could we run? Could we walk? Could we smell? Could we listen? Like, no, right. like we need every, we need everyone to be able to do something different. And that's how we work best together. And so 100%. having those ways that not only you learn differently, you are able to take in your relationship with God differently, but you can also pour out differently. It's the coolest way too. And, and you're so right that there is something for everyone because I don't even go to VU, but I have all of my friends that go to VU. I go to Metro mm -hmm. Life Church, but VU has so many awesome opportunities too, to connect with other people. And I, right. for a while, was in a VU volleyball crew and nice. VU has so many fitness crews and we would literally just go play beach volleyball and we would have so much fun playing volleyball. And I played volleyball. So I'm like, uh, hands down volleyball and Jesus <laughs> say less. I'm there. Yeah, Are you yeah, kidding yeah. me? <laughs> and so we would go play volleyball for hours on hours. And then we would do like a 40 minute Bible study. And it was awesome. the coolest thing ever. And so like you said, wherever you are, there are opportunities for you, for you to connect with God in a whole different way, for you to find a pastor that preaches to you the way you can understand, whatever it might be, 
there are ways that have been created so you can be both poured into and you can pour out in your unique ways too. And, th- and that's what makes life so exciting. It would be mm-hmm. so boring if we were all the same, if we all learned the same, if we acted the same, if we poured out the same, life would be so boring. So thank goodness it's not like that. Absolutely. No, a hundred percent. Well, Nate, after talking so much about this conversation today and just going back in your journey of what even brought you to Miami and your work at the U and your serving at church and everything you do, we've mentioned play where your feet are a few times, just little subtle, subtle mentions of play where your feet are, of how it relates to you and your life and your work. So I want to ask you, what does play where your feet are mean to you? So when you told me about this podcast, when you first reached out and the title uh, was play where your feet are, like I instantly knew in my mind what that meant. Like I like to me, like, and what that means to me is a representation of my journey, not so much while I was going through it, but looking back at all those different aspects of what led me to be the dietitian here at the U for Olympic sports. And it's this, it's that each phase, each chapter, each page of our life has intention. There is a purpose behind those one and a half hour trips out to a long-term care facility I worked eight hours at, right? There's purpose behind those like moments where you don't feel like there's an end. And in the moment, we we have a good job. We, we do a good job of like, just thinking about, oh man, the, the light at the end of the tunnel, the light at the end of the tunnel, man, when I get to that light, like, I can't wait to be there. Where I think if we play where our feet are, right, we can really be present in each moment and understand why we're in each different situation in life, whether it's good or bad, right? I think that one's ability to to just be be present in that moment and understand first and foremost, like I'm here for a purpose, whatever that may be. Maybe this is an opportunity that God wants me to practice patience. Maybe in this opportunity right here where my feet are planted right now, God wants me to practice leadership. He wants me to be a servant. He wants me. So I think instead of getting caught up of like, oh, well, so-and-so is here and I've done more, you know, like instead of thinking outside of where you're standing and looking at where other people are standing, being present and knowing that like your path in this moment is for a purpose. And if you miss this, if you miss out on this opportunity, you could be missing out on, on, on a blessing further on down the road, right? Like if, if you don't equip yourself with what it is that God is intending for you right now, you won't be able to handle the big blessing that's coming down, down your way. And so for me, I was able to see that looking back at my life and looking back at the past six years and saying, you know what, this opportunity allowed me to be a better leader. This opportunity allowed me to be a better listener. This opportunity allowed me to be more patient. And all those different things are absolutely necess- are absolute necessities for the position that I'm in right now. So had I not gone through that, I wouldn't have been ready for the blessing of being uh, a dietitian at the U. And so what your podcast title means to me is 
acknowledging that where you are has a purpose and where you where you're at now is going to serve you for something bigger on down the road so instead of trying to avoid where you're currently at or wishing you were someone else or wishing you were where someone else is at be content with where you're at and be thankful and grateful for the opportunity even if it's good even whether it's good or bad that's what that's what that meant to me as soon as I heard it that's a word right there yeah (laughs) that that's so good Nate so so good and and retweet to all of it that's exactly what play where your feet are is all about and I love how you put it in your own words and one thing I was thinking of while I was listening to that is I'm like, yes, yes, sir. Yep. That's, that's what I want to do. Yep. <laughs> Say less. But the, yeah, the tricky yeah, yeah. part, the tricky part becomes everyone wants to play where their feet are just like everyone wants to win, but how in the world are you actually able to implement that in your life? So next question here is mm-hmm. hearing everything you just said is amazing, but it's also really difficult to be that intentional to see every position you're in as somewhere you can play where your feet are, to see that every position you're in has impact. It has purpose that whether you're on top of the mountain or you're crawling in the pit of the valley, that you're there for a reason. And so what's a piece of advice you have for others listening and hearing and thinking, yeah, I want to play where my feet are just like Nate does, but how do I quite do it? I think, um, and when, you know, it's a tough question to answer because like, I just had to kind of live it. But what I would recommend people do is surround yourself and fill your mind with things that are going to build you up, things that are going to change your perspective. Because that's one thing that I did when, when I was going through that is, is I retreated and I isolated myself. Right. So it was just me going through the grind every single day without that external perspective of why don't I look for the positive in this situation? And so I think, I mean, as as cliche as it sounds of like looking at the positives and everything, I think that is my tip is really being intentional, whether you have to write it down, whether you have to go to the beach and sit on the sand at sunrise, like whatever it is that you need to do to connect and to look at what the positive in that moment is, right? Writing everything out. That's what I would say is, uh, would be my, my tip is like really just being intentional with finding what this could potentially be doing for you. Right. So like, if you're in a situation and you're just like, man, I, 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 I'm really impatient. I I, want to be there. Like, sit back and say, this current situation, what, what is it? What is it trying to teach me? What, what is, you know, if, if you're a believer, like, what is God trying to tell me, right? If you're a non-believer, what is this situation trying to teach me? Is it trying to teach me to, to be patient? Where, where would that fall in? Is it teaching me to, to love more, right? Is it teaching me to, 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 to love on those around me more, right? Like, I think a lot of times we just, we, we can get caught into societal norms of like when things are bad, like we have to always like just, just have a solution at all times, right? Where I think if, if you want to play where your feet are, but it's just very hard to actually do it, 
you just have to be intentional with it. And I tell this to all my athletes when it comes to nutrition is if you want to change a behavior, you have to be intentional with it. You, you just can't wake up one day and say, well, I hope I'm going to eat breakfast today or uh, I, I hope I'm going to get, you know, at least a serving of veggies in today. No, you have to like be intentional with it. And, and, and at first it may be not comfortable. At first it may, it may be difficult, but like with any muscle, as you train it more and more, it will get stronger. I would say, yeah, just really filling your mind space with, with positivity, not retreating, not, not trying to work at, in solitude and isolation, but really trying to surround yourself with individuals that are going to uplift you, that are going to give you words of encouragement. Who knows, you could reach out to somebody and they may have gone through the same exact situation you are, you're going through, or they may have had the same exact experience as, as you may have. But if we don't talk about these things, then no one's ever going to know. I would just say, yeah, I mean, uh, to, to kind of draw that circle full on is just really surrounding yourself by people being intentional with looking for the purpose behind your situation. I think that ultimately is, is what will allow you to, to play where your feet are, right? If we just stop looking at everybody else and where everybody else is at and looking at where we're planted and seeing where the positivity is in there or where the purpose is in that, you at least start on the journey of really playing where your feet are, I think, in my opinion. Brittany said in her episode in season one, she mentioned that you can play by yourself, but it's a lot more fun when you're playing with other people. Absolutely. And playing, playing where your feet are is so much to that same extent. And doing life is that extent too. I mean, you can do life alone, but it's going to be a lot more fun when you have it with others. And it's going to be a lot easier too, when you have that team surrounding you, when you have others who are like-minded pushing you in the same direction, encouraging you, not letting you fall back, but pushing you forwards, you know, checking you, challenging you, not just giving you the, the great encouragement saying, right. Oh, you're doing a great job. Give yourself a pat on the back, right. but being, being accountable with you too. And so people are just so necessary to have in that life, to be able to do life with. I love that you brought in that aspect as well. Imagine life if more people knew your story if more people knew what you were going through and I'm not saying like you know you have to share your your life story with everybody but imagine I feel like a lot of times breakthroughs could be a lot quicker or a lot easier for people if they just you know with their core people if they just express what's going on right and and I feel like you never know what other people's circumstances have been in life until you you open up about what's going on uh, with you, right? Obviously, you want to do that with people you trust and people that that you know have your best interest in. But you know, I, I've really made it a, a point to share the difficult things with you know my my crew, right? Like my church crew, um, you know, even with with my spouse, right? Like these things that are boggle, you know, that 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 are kind of consuming my mind. I try to just get that out and be like, you know, it's kind of like, hey, listen, these are my cards. Can anybody, you know, like, can anybody help me with this, right? And and I found just so much more guidance and so much more uh, help, you know, going that route versus like always trying to figure it out on my own, right? Like like trying to be the 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 problem solver at all times. And so, you know, if there's one thing I can just encourage people to do is is um, you know, fellowship with people 
you know, get to know people, but like, don't be afraid to share your story because you never know how your story can impact somebody or you never know how somebody can impact your story. I feel like I would be in trouble if I had you on the podcast and I did not take advantage of having a dietitian on here and yes. ask some sort of questions about nutrition things. So we're going to go over just a little bit of quick hints after cool. you killed all the deep talk stuff. We're going to end with some kind of lighthearted things here. Okay. So, so talk to me real quick. What is a hot take or an unpopular opinion you have about nutrition? Well, one of the ones that I get a lot is uh, that like milk is bad for you. There's like this fear. All I, and I don't know, like if I've just been under a rock, like, I don't know what happened. I don't know what, what word got out there. It might've been a Netflix documentary, but like, people are legit fearing dairy. And I'm like, dude, dairy is one of the most nutritious foods out there. Um, so like, we're going through like a lot of soy milk and I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> and, you know, and, and uh, so, so that's, that's one thing that I've, I've actually been like working through with a lot of our athletes that come to the nutrition center. Like, oh no, I don't want milk. Oh, are you lactose intolerant? No, I just heard it's bad for you. Sit around the table. Let me, let me educate. Right. Um, so that's, that's a big one. Um, obviously the, another one is that like, like carbs, like I, I always have to fight that battle. Right. And I think that's one that I will always fight and dietitians will always fight is that, uh, if we're trying to be healthier for some reason, like carbs are not it. And, and that's quite the contrary. So yeah, those are probably like the two big ones that, that I get is, is that dairy's bad for you. Almond milk is better. Like, I'm trying to be healthy or I'm trying to eat better for my sport. So I cut out carbs. All right. Next question here. What is your go-to breakfast? Go-to breakfast, uh, traditional. So I'm a, I'm, I'm an eggs with uh, a ba everything bagel. Um, mm. On that everything bagel, I'll usually do one bagel with peanut butter, like one half of peanut butter, the other half uh, with cream cheese and everything seasoning sprinkled on top. And then I'll follow that up with some type of massive like fruit bowl. Love. We love to see it. Sounds yeah. good. You can bring me my, my breakfast tomorrow for work. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I was never a big breakfast. Like I would hit like my, you know, what I needed to get. Um, but it, it was my wife that put me on to like having a banging breakfast every single day. Um, I used to just do like, you know, all right, my carb, I'm going to do like some, some, some waffles. Then I'll, I'll do maybe a boiled egg that I prepped three days ago. So it's kind of like, eh, it's kind of iffy. And then I'll do like a banana, right? Like, so I would hit my components, but like, she really put in me like, listen, like, let's have a, let's have a good breakfast. Right. So that's my go-to. Eating good in the Diaz household. That's right. That's right. <laughs> all right. Well, moving on, we got a midday snack. What's your go-to midday snack? Go-to midday snack, I would have to say some trail mix and a trail mix and a smoothie. Mm. Yeah. I'm a big smoothie girl. Love, yeah, I love, love I love smoothies. I The athletes have been getting me into smoothie bowls because they order them all the time. And so I'm like, let me try one of these things out. And they're actually really good. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait, this is so I get it. I know. I was like, I get it. I get it. You're like, oh, that's why you guys always want this. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Again, they're keeping you up to date on pop culture. That's Austin right. Evils are in. That's Listen, your, your go-to. And I didn't know how expensive they were until I started, like I went out and bought one. I'm like $17 for yeah. a smoothie bowl. <laughs> Insane. It's wild out here in these streets. <laughs> I get it. I get it. 
Okay, taking it a step further there, further inquiry here is post-workout snack. So not just snack, but post-workout snack. Post-workout snack, I would have to say, I'm going to go with a smoothie again, but like my post-workout is a special smoothie. I do, um, it's a chocolate peanut butter banana combination, one of the best combination flavor combinations in the world. I'll add some oats to it usually I'll add some spinach to it as well. Amazing. Yeah. I'm, a, so it, I'm a big spinach and smoothie fan too. So yeah. I, I like what you're putting down here. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And you mentioned early on in the episode that you're a foodie. So two questions with this one. Okay. Is first and foremost, what is your favorite unhealthy food or dessert? When, when you're going to treat yourself, what are you going to indulge in? We'll go, that question first unhealthy we'll talk about what food do i have in moderation we'll say there you that. go there you i go. will say wings mm. extra crispy on like the medium hot side but key very key on extra crispy i think the standard <laughs> of wing nowadays is low and i always have to say listen i need them extra crispy i like that bite i don't like when the skin is soft and it's like weird and i like crunch so that's that's my go-to Love to hear it. That's awesome. And being a foodie in Miami is a whole different level. Oh. So what is your favorite restaurant to go Stop. to in Miami? <laughs> I'd have to say Uchi in, in, uh, in Wynwood. Wow. Yeah. Uchi is, uh, I'm a big, um, I think my way it's omakase. I think that's like the style of, okay. of, of, uh, that like eating style where they're like making just fresh sushi right there. You're getting, you know, uh, but the reason I like it is because unlike every other sushi place in Miami, this is the first spot that I've gone to that you don't need soy sauce, you don't need spicy mayo, you don't need things deep fried, you don't need things crumbled on top. It's just the quality of fish and the quality of of how this these chefs cook. It, you don't need anything. You just you just enjoy the food in its like most pure natural form. And it's it's a beautiful thing. Well, I feel quite convicted there because I think of one of my favorites, sushi in Miami, which I'm not a very picky eater whatsoever. Like yeah. I, I appreciate good food, but I'm also just not a picky person. And so I love sushi from Moon Thai. But if I think of my order from Moon Thai, it is full of soy sauce, full of spicy mayo, <laughs> it has shrimp tempura inside it. So it's fried yeah. shrimp. And then it yeah. has tempura crumbles on top. And that's everything you just mentioned that <laughs> the reason why your food is so good is because it has none of that. And I'm like, oh, I'm yeah, definitely yeah, not a foodie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's, I think it's just a testament of that restaurant is they're able to yes. create such good tasting food that like, because I, Listen, I got there now, and the first thing I asked when he, when they brought the stuff out, oh, can I get soy sauce? Can I get eel sauce? Right? Yeah. And the chef looked at me and he says, "Trust me, you're not going to need it." And I was like, "Okay, big shot. Okay." <laughs> so I I had a bite of it, and we ended up having upwards of 10, 15 courses that day, and it was just a culinary experience that I think everybody should should venture into and. Uh, at least go to Uchi one, once in your lifetime and you will not be disappointed. Will do, most definitely. They, you walked you walked in, asked for soy sauce and they were like, ah, it's a rookie. Yeah, rookie. and I <laughs> sat at the bar. So it was like all the sushi chefs just lined up and they're just like, ah, this guy, who does he think he is? Where, who does he think, where, where does he think he's at? And oh so, uh, yeah, no, but it's, it is phenomenal, phenomenal food. Absolutely. Yum, okay. I'm well, like, take I, my money, please. 
Yes. Yep. <laughs> happily. Happily. I will most definitely be going there. Next, next time I go out to eat, I am putting it on the list, Good sending you. it to my friend group now. That is yep. the place we're going. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Nate, so, so good. I'm looking forward to trying that good food, but also thank you for the good conversation today. So much wisdom dropped, so many good gold nuggets. I cannot wait for everyone to hear this. And I can't wait for everyone to get further connected with you like I'm doing too. So talk to us, you know, plug yourself a little bit. How in the world can people somehow stay connected with you? Because you are a great person. You have so much wisdom, not only in nutrition, being a dietitian at the University of Miami, but also just so much good Christian deep wisdom as well how can people stay connected i'm on the gram you know so like obviously people can reach me through like the social media aspect i don't know i i'm like looking at what my nate.diaz.rd so feel free like you can reach out to me there i mean you can email me honestly like i try to make myself as available as possible so you can put in show notes what my email is and, and people can feel free to contact me i'm a very approachable person so on any of those different aspects, you can definitely reach out to me. And, uh, or if you're on Miami campus, stop by the Hex Center, ask the front desk, I need to speak to Nate and I'll be there. I'll be there at your service, 100%. <laughs> like, uh, can you call up Nate Diaz, please? And thank I, you. I need to speak to Nate. Uh, who are you? I, I, right now. I heard him on a podcast and I need <laughs> to speak to him right now. <laughs> he told me I could do this, so <laughs> send him to the front. <laughs> like, probably- I have been given permission by I'm- Nate himself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm That's just going to wait. I'm going to wait till I have where I, I just see like hundreds of people, just the front of Hex, just being like, Nate, Nate, listen, Nate, Nate. listen, if that's, if that's where God wants me and that's the calling and he brings the people to me, well then by golly, I got to obey. Hey, and that means hundreds and hundreds of people. I listen to the podcast, so which I'm all great. for it. Yeah, which is <laughs> absolutely great. Yep. <laughs> Nate, I love it. We'll make sure to get all that plugged below in the description as well. We'll pop in your email. We'll put your social so people can further connect with you. But thank you so, so much for hopping on the podcast today, joining us for this conversation. I am just blown away by you and also just blown away by God, connecting us at a random moment, random interview, doing this wonderful Aetna health and wellness series, talking about healthy eating during the holidays. I'm so glad that it brought us to now having you on my podcast. So thanks again. I'll let you have the floor. Any last thoughts, words, or final gold nuggets you want to throw down? First off, thank you for having me uh, on on the podcast. I think what you're doing and 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 who you're bringing on your podcast, because you know when you told me I was, I went back and I was listening to different people, and you know for the listeners out there, like really take to heart the information that people are 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 dishing on this podcast. Um, Cameron, you've done a great job, you know, connecting these people, and and God has a purpose for everything. So us meeting in the IPF with all those cameras and the lights and all that stuff that wasn't the purpose that we were there. The purpose was to get to this moment and, and who knows in the future. So, you know, yeah. So I'm just super excited, super glad that I was able to meet you. Um, found out you're an athlete on top of it. So I was like, yo, what's up? <laughs> so um, yeah, just super excited and, and, and just super grateful to, 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 to be able to share my story. And thank you for giving me that platform uh, to talk about my faith. Because like I said, this was the, this is probably the first time that I've ever been open about my faith and how it's combined with my work. And, you know, this is the first time I've, I've talked about it outside of the walls of church and outside of the walls of my church crew. So uh, I just, I'm, I'm grateful that you gave me this opportunity. I really appreciate it.
Hey, well, we talked about it already. Life's a lot more fun when you have other people involved. So I'm all for the connections, all for it. But Nate, thank you so much once again. Have a wonderful rest of your night and officially welcome to the PWIFA Play We Repeat Our Family. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, Nate absolutely crushed this episode. If you enjoyed it as much as I did, let us know. Share this episode on your social media and tag us at Play Where Your Feet Are. And don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Remember to subscribe and follow the PWIFA Play Where Your Feet Are podcast to hear more amazing episodes just like this one. And check out the merch and book available online now. Till next time, be blessed and keep playing where your feet are.